Welcome to the Wellness Members Club. What is the Wellness Members Club? This is your safe space to get real with yourself. Where you get vulnerable and you feel validated. And an aesthetically pleasing place to talk about the ugly truth of life. Welcome Welcome to the club, club, sis. Hello, hello, guys. Welcome back to another episode of the Wellness Members Club. It has been a freaking hot minute because Nicole and I have been very busy. We've also had some amazing guests on and visited some other podcasts as well. So thank you for coming back and joining us. Today's just going to be a little bit of a whirlwind, hopping around and catching you up since it has been a minute. So let's get into it. It's going to be a lot of catching up today (laughs) and what we've learned of 2023 and what we want to call it in 2024. But let's start us off with what was well about this week and what was unwell. Ooh, what was well about this week is I attended a wellness event, which was really, really fun. I met Melissa Wood Tupperberg, and that was incredible to connect with her because she's actually super, super genuine who she is online, who she is offline, same exact person, which is really refreshing and really rare. So that was super well about the week. And then what was unwell is I've just been feeling a little bit of a stuck feeling, but also not stuck. And I'm trying to battle through it and shed some labels I've attached to myself or that people have attached to me in the past that I realize are coming up again, but it'll be well soon. What about you? What was well and unwell about your week? I am so jealous that you went to that event, by the way. It looked so <laughs> nice and in Miami, in the sun. I'm like, here I am in New York, just not... <laughs> Just cold. Able to do that. Yeah, just freezing cold. But my well, I would say I've had a lot of realizations lately and I'm super proud of myself. And last night I did a little exercise journaling of like who I was from 20 to 24. So now I'm 25. And just like really to reconnect with thoughts that I was having when I was those ages and just like things I was struggling with and like really how far I've came even within the last year. And unwell, honestly, I don't really have anything that's unwell besides maybe I got a parking ticket that I have to pay. (laughs) But like, honestly, life is pretty good. Yeah. (laughs) So elaborate on that for me, what you were saying that you did yesterday, that you were ages 20 to 24. Like what really came up that shocked you that you didn't expect? I really did it because I try to disconnect from old versions of myself and not really realize like how far I've come and to give myself more grace. Like I am Mm. that type of person that's just like a perfectionist and I visualize this highest self for me. Right. But I'm not her yet. And then I'm like, I'm not doing good enough, but it's like, sister, you came from someone that was not even close to what I am now. And just like really reconnecting with her and be like, okay, wow. Like I am so proud of myself Mm -hmm. and just every version that really chose me to get here and that's also what I want to dive deep today of like biggest lessons of 2023 and just things like that because mine will correlate with this exercise but yeah yeah. I think what comes up whenever you mention that or whenever I was going through that and I used to hate who I used to be I was repulsed by her I used to hate visiting my hometown because people would remind me of that version of me or try to bring that conversation oh remember when you did this and it was a piece of me that I didn't want to exist anymore And I had this perspective shift probably a year and a half ago. So I was about 26, 27. And I was like, 
why am I not just honoring those years because they led me here? Why am I not just honoring that those were pieces of the bigger picture versus just trying to cut them out? It's so interesting. Like we want to erase our existence because we had so much shame and guilt of who we once were versus being like, I'm so glad that they experienced those experiences to lead me to this place and have these perspectives and have these lessons that I can share with other people now. So it just takes a bit of a perspective shift, but it's painful because like it takes a while to get to that point where you're like, I'm so glad that my ex-boyfriend was so toxic. It's like, who? that sounds kind of crazy to say, but at the same time, it's like, yes, I actually am because now we can resonate with people and we can give them some light to get through their darkness when they're facing a toxic relationship. Yeah, I feel like there's two ways you can look at it and it's like a victim mindset or it's just a grateful mindset. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, Victor. But whether it's a person or a situation, right? So whether you went through something, you went through a situation or a person, like a relationship, and you have this resentment victim mindset, it's like, no, thank you actually for being that mirror, if it's a person or that that happened to me. So I could be who I am today. I could evolve into who I am today. There's a quote that I actually recently heard. It was like, strong people go through strong things. Like if you don't go through anything in life, like you're not going to have the qualities that you want, right? Mm -hmm. Like when you think of someone that's a good person, like strong, thoughtful, genuine, Mm -hmm. how do you think they got there? Yeah. Well, it's, it's like, if you look at it from a simple perspective of someone going to the gym, lift weights every day, they became strong. Someone that never went and picked up weights, are they strong? unlikely so it's like the person that went there and actually did the work and got through the hard times is the one who ends up strong so when you look at it in your personal life it's like people that have faced really difficult adversity and challenges are usually the ones that are the strongest and can handle hard situations or hard conversations but there's something you said earlier that i want to bring back up and you said that you always think of this higher self of yourself and then you you see the distance or you notice a gap between the version you are now and the version of her it's like you are the building blocks of her though this phase of your life is a building block of her and you need to stop separating yourself so much which is why it's making her be so far away is because you think it's a different person it's not a different person it's just an evolved version of you so it's like changing that perspective a bit and stop separating you from her just because she's more sophisticated and put together and financially stable it's like no that's just you as you evolve and as you go through these things you're becoming her Versus thinking she's a separate person. Yeah. We talked about this, I feel like two weeks ago, but Mm -hmm. when I first did an exercise of basically just writing out like, who is my future self? Like I felt so disconnected from her. And now Mm -hmm. even, I probably did that exercise like two months ago, honestly, of just like really who is my highest self and what does she embody? How does she show up? What does she look like? And like, Mm -hmm. even from two months ago, I am so much closer to her because I am her. But it's crazy how disconnected I felt. And I still feel disconnected a little bit. But Yeah, it's interesting. It's just remembering that you're a piece of her story. That's it. Like remembering that this phase of your life is a piece of her story. And a friend of ours, we just talked about it before we hopped on the podcast, has a TikTok video talking about how you ever remember those moments when you were little and you wish you could go back to them. It was just like you playing in a playground, right? But in that moment, when you were a kid, it was just a mundane moment. It's something you probably didn't really think about. But once you're an adult, and you can't revisit it anymore. You wish you were there. 
but it's also to have that same perspective. There's a future self version of Nicole, a version of Abby, a version of you listeners, who's going to look back at this mundane moment of you sitting at a desk and be like, damn, I wish I was doing that. So it's find some joy in the process of becoming your dream self or your higher self, because those are all the little moments that you're going to miss one day and wish you could be reliving because life is, it doesn't get necessarily easier as it goes on. You get different challenges that you face. We always think that one day when we're our highest self, we're going to have no problems, no anxiety, no issues. No, we're going to have different problems, different anxiety, and different issues. So just enjoy each phase that you're at as you become her. Possibly even more anxiety issues. Yeah. Than <laughs> more money, more problems. <laughs> it's definitely something that I'm trying to embody now, honestly, because I could say that there's a lot wrong or like a lot that I don't like in my life right now, but I'm really trying to be grateful for what I do and enjoy this part of my life. And looking back, and I actually just made a TikTok on this, but like I spend so much time alone. And at first, in the first few months, it was like, oh my God, like I hate it. I'm bored. And I really didn't appreciate it because it was like, I work remote. Like it's just so much time alone, you know, like I am my bestest friend. Like I really get to know myself, which honestly isn't fun sometimes. Like you're looking in the mirror, staring at her. So there's a, everything is coming up. So like part of me was like, I don't like this. Like this isn't fun. Like I'm done learning about myself, you know? Um, but even looking back at these past months, sometimes it was challenging, but really trying to appreciate, like I know myself on such a deep level now and there's still time where I'm in this area that I'm yeah. going to be in. So it's the universe. It's kind of like the universe. I can't the talk. Universe. <laughs> the universe. Um, kind of forcing me to look within and like enjoy this time with myself because I honestly never really had it, especially in my 20s. So yeah. And also when you look back on the things that you journaled about or the things that you wished for, I bet you were asking for that. I bet you were like, I wish I had more alone time. I wish I could get to know myself more. Like, girl, you asked for that. Now you got it. And you're like, this is annoying. You know what I mean? Like, I, I'm actually reading uh, this book now. I forget the author's name, but it's called Stumbling on Happiness. By reading this book, I mean, I'm on like page nine, but I read the back. And it says, <laughs> it says like, our future self is such an asshole or like a little spoiled kid. Like our future self, like we're doing all this stuff for her right now, right? Like I'm going to the gym, working out to give her a good body. I'm like taking the right vitamins. I'm taking all the stuff so I can be fertile to have kids for her in two years. I'm like preparing where I'm going to move because I want future me to be happy and like love the city she's in. Like we do all these things for our future self. And then when we finally meet up to that future version on the timeline, we're literally bitching. You know what I mean? We get there. We're like, this sucks. I don't want to live here. I hate this house. I hate this place. Like our future selves are fucking dicks. <laughs> I know we'll meet them at some point and have an argument with them, I'm sure. But let's get into some questions so we can get off this ranty spiral we've been on this morning. Definitely. I'm going to be arguing with my future self. Because <laughs> why did I write, I want to be lonely? I don't think yeah. I wrote that in my journal, but it's fine. <laughs> Turning into solitude now, so mm -hmm. we're good. So I want to ask you, what is the biggest lesson that you've learned in 2023, if you had to pick one? What is the biggest lesson I learned in 2023? Honestly, I, I set a motto for myself earlier in the year, which I didn't even know the power of it. And it was less thinking, more doing. And that was probably the biggest challenge for me is because I overthink everything and I overanalyze every little detail. And in moments where I would catch myself in a spiral, I would just be like, do something else. Like go and do the thing you wanted to do. Stop thinking about it so much. So it's probably that. Like I'm really proud of myself for 
actually just stopping my spirals and just taking action. And it falls on this quote, action takes you out of doubt, doubt takes you out of action. And I really live by that, which has been really, really nice because if you met me the years before, I would be in downward spirals, depressed as hell because my mind would just take over. So the ability to persevere and not do that anymore has been a fucking joy. Um, but what about you? What's been your biggest thing that you learned in 2023 that you're super proud of? I would say the power in choosing myself. And yeah. that allowed me to live an aligned life because it seems so far away from now. But in January, I was sad. I had crippling anxiety. Like I would wake up and not be able to talk to people without feeling mm. anxious. It's just Crazy. so, yeah, it feels so far away from who I am. And that's why, again, I am really just giving myself grace and am acknowledging how proud of myself I am because for the longest time, I would never be that girl to actually say out loud, I'm proud of myself. But mm -hmm. I think we need to say it more to ourselves yes. and to others because there's a lot that we should be proud of ourselves for and things don't happen overnight, whether that's embodying confidence, embodying self-trust, self-respect. And this year was the first time that I really chose myself. And mm. once I did that, it was hard. It was probably the most challenging thing I've ever done in my life by leaving and letting go of everything that I felt comfortable with and just knowing deeply for probably too long for my own good that it wasn't right for me. Yeah. And now I'm here and I'm the happiest I've ever been. I've healed so many things about my life and parts of myself. And yeah, this is your sign if you feel unaligned to... It's scary, but just like let go of things that are not good for you. And you know, like you always know. Yeah, you do know. And it's nuts when I look back because like now I'm in a relationship, but now my relationship isn't my entire life. Like it used to be like when I was in relationships before, I was so codependent and I could not eat, sleep, breathe without that person or knowing what they were doing or whatever. And I can't even imagine that version of me because now I'm such a chill, like, oh, do your thing, like, whatever. I'm never bothered. And also, I'm, I'm proud of that probably because I'm able to communicate so clearly if I don't like something that was said or if I feel uncomfortable about something or even sharing my truth. Like when I, the relationships I was in in the past, I was never able to unveil my true self. I was never able to show all the parts of me. And now I am because I'm not scared of losing someone. Whereas before, I wouldn't share parts of me because I was scared of losing that person, which it was coming from a desperate kind of sad, I don't want to be alone place, but it's also kind of manipulative if you think about it at the same time, because you're never really sharing your truth either. And you're keeping them by having this hidden secret version of you. So I think coming away from that and just being a person who is not afraid to lose people, but loves having them there is so refreshing because you can enjoy the relationship that much more and you can have so much more love there. And even friendships, the friendships I was in in the past were so clingy or not good for me or not healthy. Like now the friendship I have with you or my other friends, is it's so healthy mm. and so genuine. And we talk about real life things. We can talk about hardships or having money or relationships or holy shit. Sorry, <laughs> right, guys. That was my phone. It fell. <laughs> literally people listening just got punched in the ear <laughs> just making sure you're paying attention okay we're gonna leave that part in funny. to wake everyone up yeah yeah make sure you're paying attention don't get off this episode but anyways that was a long rant but it's just good stuff i have a question yeah. for you though it's what is one thing that you are grateful that you don't feel anymore I have to choose one. <laughs> There's a lot. One thing that I'm grateful that I don't feel anymore is lost within mm -hmm. myself, 
because I didn't know who I was and I would constantly self-abandon. And like you just said, I know that story way too well of just constantly losing myself to not lose other people. And I think one thing I learned in 2023, especially is I am way more scared to lose myself ever again than ever lose another person. Anyone else. Oof. Yeah. 1000% can resonate with that on a deepest level. A quote that I say a lot that will support that is stop letting yourself on fire to keep other people warm. This was the year that we no longer did that. We are no longer letting ourselves be set on fire. And it's really easy to do that when you don't know yourself and you're coming out of a space of a scarcity mindset or that Mm -hmm. you're not good enough or whatever. There's a lot of things that we struggle with to get us there. Yeah. But choosing yourself and you are the only person that is going to be with you in this lifetime. It's like crazy that we don't really prioritize that relationship until we almost have to wake up. Maybe some people do. I don't know, but I didn't. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I definitely didn't choose my relationship with myself first. And maybe it's something some of us naturally learn, but I know a lot of people don't know that. And we go through people pleasing, stuff like that. But yeah, that would be mine. What is yours? Yeah. Honestly, not being a know-it-all. Like I really thought I had it all figured out. And I was like, yeah, I know what I'm doing. I know all of this. And I, I'm so glad that I no longer feel that way. And I feel like I can forever be a student of the universe and forever learning from whoever I come into contact with. And I'm so glad I've lost that. So I, I, th- I think it was from a place of fear and like control. Like, oh, I have this all figured out. I know what I'm doing. I know everything. I don't need to learn anything else. And that was such a negative Thing to have and now I'm glad that I'm a person who's not a know-it-all I have so much to learn I will forever be learning I will always be a student of the world so that's probably a good thing but what is something you want to feel in 2024 something that you haven't felt much of this year that you'd really like to feel for the long run of 2024 it's not really a feeling okay no connected <laughs> because the first thing yeah. that came to my eyes is community And I think spending all this time alone, it's like, now I know myself so deep, I'm ready to step out and like enjoy connection. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I would say connected. And it has really become a big part of my life now of just like having that close circle. And I would say I do have a close circle, but I'm trying to expand it a little bit more of getting my core people. Like I have you and I have a few other people that are like, I trust and respect and are my core group but yeah i'm really just looking to kind of expand that close circle and not going to meet them without connection so yeah what is yours i have a mix of two one is i want to feel empowered which i'm already feeling so i can't really say like i want to feel empowered next year because i'm already in the midst of feeling it um but the other one is probably reliable Honestly, I was the person that would cancel plans all the time or just flake out, but also because I would get anxious and I didn't know how to still make the plan or that day I wasn't really feeling interested in going. And maybe it's not reliable, but more so committed. I think really commit. I want to feel really committed next year to anything I agree to do. It's because I really want to be there and I'm going to make sure I show up. Even if that day I'm feeling down, I just want to make sure I still show up committed. Yeah. Yeah. Same girl. Same. I used to be the flakiest person alive. Not this year necessarily, but when Mm -hmm. I was 20, 
to 24, I was very flaky. But it's not even a, it's not even a flaky to be rude. It's flaky because you're fucking anxious. Like I was so flaky because I would have anxiety up to here. My throat was full of anxiety, my chest, everything. That it was just like the thought of getting ready and going somewhere and having to socialize. My battery was so empty. I had nothing to give. My social battery is dead. How am I going to go there and try to feel entertaining and have a conversation when I feel small and empty? So yeah, what was the queen of flakiness? And also people pleasing, like my people pleasing is dead and gone. But now I'm also on this flip side of that, where it's like, I'm feeling people serving, which is interesting, where I just really want to serve people and help them connect to their highest selves and help them feel like in a safe space. Because I think something I've learned about myself is I have a lot of light to shed on people and I have a lot of space to hold. And instead of feeling like, oh, everyone comes to me, it's annoying, which is a perspective I had a year or two ago. Now it's, I love that I can be that safe space and I can help people feel good and I have a lot to give. So in the energy of serving this year too. Yeah, I like that. Mm -hmm. The difference of being flaky and now we just set that boundary. I'm not going to go because you're not in that people-pleasing mindset. Mm -hmm. But I'm glad we both learned that (laughs) this year. Now when we get offered plans or opportunities, it's we truly know what aligns with us. We're able to say yes or no off the bat right there. I think that changes a lot of things. But what is something that you want to experience next year? Not a feeling, an actual experience. That's tough. There's so many. One thing that I want to experience, like an actual specific thing. Yeah. Am I like outing my vision board here? Yeah. Um, Okay. (laughs) Share with us. I would say I want to go to an event that I would have never thought I would be in that room. Interesting. Three months ago. But elaborate. Like as a guest or you've been invited in a special way, like you're a guest of honor. (laughs) Like what kind of vibe is this? I'm participating in the event, I would say. Okay. That's fine. Yeah. Okay. I can see that clearly. I asked because I can see it. That's why I'm curious what you're thinking. Oh, Um, that's good. (laughs) What would yours be? Honestly, it's something similar being invited, but also being invited to an event to speak at. I really want to speak at events. I feel like I have so much to share from the experiences I've had in my upbringing. And I want to share those with other people and make them feel validated and heard. And I just see it so clearly speaking on a stage, but not for the sake of being on a stage and getting seen. It's like, I have so much I want to share and I want to impact so many people. And I just have this clear vision of me speaking at different summits and different events and just like giving all like a hug to all of these girls that didn't ever feel heard and seen. I just want to go give everybody hugs. And like, it's so funny to say that. Like, that's how I felt yesterday. I was thinking about it when I was meditating and I was like, I just want to do an event and I want us to go speak at it together. And I want us to just like host a journaling thing or host a like a meditative session and then just go give everybody hugs afterwards. I think that's so cute. And just make all of these girls who never had someone be like their big sister and support them. I just want us to be that so badly. And I just see it so clearly. Um, yeah. So that's probably one of the biggest I, I see. I see you doing that. It's so funny because we always talk about this. Like I, obviously I'm podcasting, but it's like, I'm not talking in front of. So I see you hosting people. the journaling. Like you're going to walk people through a journal prompt all day long. Okay. And then I'll just do that, all the blabbing. Like, yeah, that I would love. are doing, this is the thing. And then Nicole's going to tell you a sentence. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like I'll be a minute. Abby will be like 45, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's I just, it. yeah. That's so one funny. thing I actually want to, speaking of, I guess it's on topic, but in 2024, like 
I almost want to do it because it's a fear of mine, but I know I can do it because I've done it in the past. Mm -hmm. And then it was just like, I lost myself and I lost my voice. And recently I feel comfortable in my voice and I'm still stepping into full confidence with that. But that's one thing that I want to do because I know I can do it, but there's just like such a fear of like, I mean, no one, I mean, there is people that like public speaking, but a lot of people don't because it's like you're putting yourself in a vulnerable position of being judged or being not liked or being looked at as dumb or like doesn't know what they're talking about. So, yeah, but I definitely, you inspire me for sure that you... We just got to get out of our comfort zones. It's so fun that we can challenge ourselves. I actually, I've been finding a lot of joy in breaking through barriers. I love a challenge. And I don't know if it's from being an athlete growing up, playing sports. We have this like this thing in us where like challenge accepted and mm-hmm. I've been looking at life with those that lens lately and just being like how can I push through this how can I persevere and I love finding things that I'm not good at and going to do them and humbling the fuck out of myself I can get super confident and then I'll go play golf and I'm like <laughs> no you're swinging clubs <laughs> at people on accident people are diving running through the bushes making sure a club doesn't come swinging at them because of me yeah. it's nice to go and do things that you're not good at and just be like, oh, I'm actually a beginner of something and be okay with not knowing everything. It's actually really fun. And I see a lot of that in public speaking. I went on this podcast the other day and I was like, whoa, can we restart recording? Because I wasn't even making sense. I was talking in circles. And I thought I was like this person who was able to articulate everything I had to say. And I was quickly fucking humbled that I have a lot to learn. I have a lot to go through and a lot to figure out. But I think next year is going to be both of us finding our voices and figuring out what our message is and like clarifying that message. I could see that happening, whether it's through a podcast or speaking events or in-person events, it's going to be, we're going to find our voice. And I hope that inspires some of you listeners to find your voice and to communicate clearly what you want out of life and start sharing a message that you have. Because I love hearing that by definition, you are the only person that has had that experience in life. Like you are the only person that has that, that perspective on an experience that you have. So it's something to share. It's something to give to other people to share your perspective and to enlighten something in them because like you only experienced that. No one else could. Um, And I think that's just interesting. So I hope that inspires someone to get out and share a message, whether that's on TikTok or Instagram, just like start speaking about something you're passionate about. Find your voice that way. And you find your voice through repetition. Your experience is your expertise. Mm -hmm. No one has ever walked the same footsteps that you've ever had in your life. And a lot of us, Basically, all of us are going through the same emotions, the same feelings at different points in our lives. You're never alone with what you're feeling. So if you feel called to share something, like, just share it. (laughs) I have a question. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) If you had to pick one word to describe Mm. this year, what would it be and why? Oh, one word found. I think found and found is because I really found myself this year. I knew I was this person back when I was 19. I'm 28 now who had so much grit in her with so much excitement about life. And was like, you can create anything you want. And I lost it. And it took nine years to get back to her. And I missed her so fucking much. And found is probably the best thing to say because I really know who I am confidently, securely behind closed doors in front of strangers. I'm the same exact person. So found for sure. What's yours? That's so interesting. That's a good question. I would say trust because similar to yours, but different. I didn't have trust for myself and I was constantly self-abandoning and led to others abandoning me. 
because everyone's a mirror and the universe wants to show me that mm -hmm. over and over again until I learned that lesson. But for the past seven months, I've been actively building that trusting relationship with myself. So like when I say I'm going to do something, I do it. And if I don't end up doing it, like I give myself grace and it's like, why didn't I do that? I really walk through it. Um, but yeah, I would just say I really have a trusting relationship with myself. And now what we were talking about before, like I know I would never lose myself because I built that. This period is just one of the most transformational periods in my life. Being alone is I don't know. I needed it. I know you went through that period a few mm -hmm. years ago and it just changed you for the better. It sucks and it's hard sometimes, but it's just, you come out the other side so beautiful and different. It's scary when you're in the midst of it and it can feel so lonely, but it's, you're growing. You're, you planted the seed of change in January and you've just been watering it by being alone. So I think now all the things are going to start to blossom, which is really fun. But there's something that you said that I want to bring up to our listeners. And you said the universe is a mirror and it kept showing you things. What she means by that is if you want to understand it from a neuroscience kind of level is our subconscious mind, whatever you affirm on the inside, it will look for in your external reality to reaffirm it and be like, yes, this is true. I've proven that what you think in your mind is true on the outside. And it will do that by if you think that I'm undeserving I am not good enough. I don't deserve love. Your subconscious mind will say, okay, let's affirm that in reality. And it will go look for a partner or a friend or a job or something that will make you feel those things externally and validate your internal affirmations. So when you say the universe is a mirror, it will keep showing you your internal beliefs externally. Ask yourself when this comes up, what am I reaffirming on a daily basis? Because I'm creating that in my external reality. Like you are really creating your world outside of you. So the external world is just a mirror. And sometimes the mirror can be that you've got bad habits and it will show you a person with those same bad habits. So you can be like, oof, I should let go of this. So being a mirror isn't always a negative thing, but that's what she means when she says the universe is a mirror. But I love that you said trust because I think the biggest thing that was a shifting moment in my life is when I really started to trust myself. And I was like, no matter what happens, I've got me. And that came through a lot of boundaries, a lot of boundary setting. So that leads me to the question for you. What is the biggest boundary you set this year? I've set a lot, but there's <laughs> definitely because I had to, because I was mm -hmm. boundaryless, had very porous boundaries. So I really needed to clean up. But I would say anyone who was bringing me down and made me feel like shit about myself I no longer associated with you. I'm lucky and in my work environment, I love everyone that I work with, but some people aren't as lucky and it's like, it's your job and you have to deal with people that you don't necessarily like or make you feel crappy about yourself. But I think it's still just like setting that boundary of maybe you just see them when you only have to see them or maybe you do speak up for yourself and say, I don't like X, Y, and Z. Like, I think yeah. it's just really making yourself the most comfortable because whether it is in that work environment, romantic relationships, like you are not going to show up your best self if you are uncomfortable. Boundaries don't always have to be a cold turkey stop. They can be limitations. You can, like you said, limit your time with people, limit your association. If boundaries scares you because it's too rough and you're in the beginning of this, just start limiting your time with people and just look at it as a limitation or like limited time that you give them access to you. But I think that's great because we are the five people we surround ourselves with. We know that. So the fact that you knew it was time to let those people go is something to be super proud of. And it's crazy because like, look at how much your life has changed by like clearing out those people. 
you made space for better friendships to come in. And I'm big about that. Like it's something I always say, I'm like, make space for shit, make space for people, <laughs> make space for friends. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> my cat is all of my business. I also want to mention off of that though, with boundaries and specifically mine, I, it was too late for me to create just limitations with some people because I allowed them to go way too far over my personal boundaries that like, if I made that boundary, it wouldn't be taken seriously and it wasn't taken seriously. So I literally had to cut them off and it was hard. It was challenging. Anybody that you love, you're comfortable with, and you're just familiar with in general, that's never easy to let them go. And that's like the strongest thing that you can do for yourself. If someone Mm -hmm. is mistreating you or doesn't make you feel good about yourself or is in your closest five circle, girl, oh my God, please cut them. Release them. Mm. Yeah. Release them. It changed my life, literally. There's a question that I asked myself and it was something I saw forever ago, but I started doing this and taking inventory of my friendships probably a year and a half ago or a year ago. And it was the friends you have now, would you be proud if your future child grew up to be like them? I like And it's that. like, if the answer is no, then they've got to go. And I had a few friends that I was like, oh my God, I would actually be devastated if this is my future child. I let my kid down. So that was a really telltale way to know this isn't a good person because I wouldn't be proud to have raised that, um, which is interesting. And it sounds really like it's aggressive, but it's also a good exercise to do. Yeah. And I feel like that's a whole nother topic for another time where we can go into friendships in your 20s. But Mm -hmm. it's very normal to outgrow friends and it's okay to set those limitations and boundaries, even if you knew someone for 10 years, right? Like you grow different paths sometimes, whether Mm -hmm. that's like careers, you just don't see each other. Like there's so many different reasons why you grow apart from people, but don't feel guilty setting those boundaries for sure. Yeah, not at all. And I think that's the one thing for going into a new year is kind of remove the pressure of so much has to change with you. Maybe just your environment needs to change. The people you're surrounding yourself with needs to change. Just make those kind of little shifts and just take inventory on how people make you feel when you're around them. So going into a new year, uh, things don't change unless they change. Yeah. And a good exercise for that is whenever you hang out with someone or a group or whatever it is, check in with yourself right after mindfully and be like, do I feel more energized after seeing that person or them? Or do I feel more drained? That is your only sign that you need to know that they're not good for you or they are good for you. Absolutely. That's the thing too. When you say about this last year, things I'm proud of, I also let go of a lot of people as well. And it was people that were taking advantage of me because I'm such a generous person. I will give you anything I have. I will share anything and I don't expect it back. Um, But I realized I was doing that for the wrong people. And a lot of people would take advantage. And a lot of times it was financially because like I I didn't have money by any means, but I'm also not a greedy person. I always know that I can figure out a way to make more. So I would just give people if they were in a time of need help. But I was actually... I wasn't helping them. It was enabling them to do nothing and not find a solution for themselves, which then made them like reliant on me and then also expected of me. So instead of it being like a generous, kind thing, it became like this expectation and this negative tension. And it's interesting how when I stopped sharing funds or stopped helping in that way, how the phone stopped ringing, which is really, really interesting. 
but it was a boundary that needed to be set. And now I can look back and be like, wow, I'm so glad that that boundary is done. And it feels so good. And a lot of you that are listening, I don't know if that is going to relate to anybody, but it might be you're giving too much time to other people and that they're taking advantage of your time or they word vomit on you. They don't ask you if you're okay. They're, it's constantly a one-way conversation where they're just word vomiting and emotional dumping on you, that's probably a place that limitations are needed as well. And going into a new year, let's not let those people continue to do that. You probably feel so much better because you made that boundary and then realized they actually were not your true friends. And now you have made that room to create new friends. Yeah. And I'm a very visual person. So I felt like those friendships were like chains on my feet that were preventing me from reaching the sky. And they were just trying to constantly bring me down. And I was never able to grow or go anywhere. It was just like people holding me down. And it was so clear that they needed to go. And I tried to release them once before, but I came back. But I will never do that again. When I when I leave something, now it's left. No, no need to revisit. I'm going to go with my initial intuition that says, let them go. Was it hard to let them go because they were comfortable? What was the main reason? Yeah, it was just something that's super familiar. And also when you have people in your life that bring negativity, they also bring some positivity. Like you don't keep people around just because they're entirely negative and like you're just used to them. It's they do bring you some level of friendship or support or love. So I was always overlooking the negatives for the positives. But then when I actually sat down and I weighed out the pros and cons with this person, the cons were a lot larger. And I was like, damn, those little moments or those little bursts of happiness that I had with that person really wasn't shit in comparison to the negativity they brought me. It wasn't that they were comfortable. It was just, I was getting so caught up on the good. I was like, yeah, but they're a good person and that's great. But just seeing someone for their potential is not enough. And I also heard this thing the other day, and I don't know if you agree with it, but it's the potential you see in someone is just a projection of what you would do if you were in that circumstance. And I think that's really interesting because maybe these people don't actually have potential. We are seeing with our mental state and our emotional tools, what we would do if we were in their circumstance. And so you're spending all this time thinking for someone else or assuming for someone else when they actually don't have it in themselves. It's interesting. Yeah, I think... I think a lot of the time, I definitely agree with that. Why, what is their potential? Something that they told you they were going to do and that they're not doing it? Like, what is, why why are you envisioning this potential for someone, you know? My mission statement in life is to help people reach their highest potential. But there's nuances to that. And that is, I guess, or disclaimers. And it's, I want to help people reach their highest potential that know they're meant for more, but can't find a way out. Not people who, and this is where I think I got lost because I've had this mission since I was 12 that I've wanted to help people is that I wanted to help people reach their highest potential. And I forgot the second part, which is like, they have to want it for themselves because you know that quote, like you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make it drink. I was helping so many people leading them to water and they wouldn't fucking do anything with the tools I was giving them. And it's just knowing to like know your limits with people. And I can say this to a lot of girls in relationships. A lot of people stay with partners who they believe that have all this potential and they're capable and you're helping them as much as you can. You're giving them all the tools and they're not doing anything with them. People change when they want to change. And if you don't see a slight inkling that this person wants better for themselves, just let them go. It's not even worth it, honestly. But I also don't want to spend too much time in a spiral of being like, release everybody, whatever. I want to talk about the happiness that is the fact that we can create our own lives. We can manifest new things for ourselves in the new year and that we can do so much more. Now that we've done all the releasing in the chat about that, Let's start leaning into our capabilities and manifestations that we have for next year because we really do get to create our reality. And what's super fun because I love neuroscience is 
our brain doesn't know the difference between imagination and reality, which is why manifestation is so possible, is because of that. So I want all of you to get used to sitting in meditative states and envisioning what your future looks like because you can create anything into reality, which is so much fun. Wait, did you, were you the one that told me that moth story? Yes. Oh my God. That was actually really cool. That was on TikTok. Okay. That yeah. That was really cool. Mm-hmm. That um, was like realities and dream state overlapping. Oh my God. Yeah. But that just pro- is proving to you that manifestation is real. Yeah. So what she's talking about was there was this TikTok of this girl and it was like her back in 2021 and she had been in a meditative state. And when she was meditating, she had this vision of this giant, beautiful moth like landing on her third eye, which is in the center of her forehead. And she journaled about it and she drew it in her journal. And about a month later, she had this like really deep desire. She wasn't meditating, just real life, normal life. She's like, I have this deep desire. I have to go to this, my favorite tree that I used to love at my parents' house. And it was a half hour drive away that her parents lived. And she was like, I have to go there. I need to be like, she had this like deep, like intuitive gut feeling that she needed to be there. So she goes and she sees this giant moth, like this like thing just like coming out of its cocoon or whatever. I don't know where moths come from and um, <laughs> something. And it's coming out of this tree and it, it goes, I mean, I would be terrified, but it lands on her third eye and it sat with her and it was like this beautiful moth. It's like, giant one it's I don't know what they're called something with an a lands on her forehead and she was just like it made her realize and connect like everything in our dream state is so connected to our like actual life and we need to stop separating them because the fact that that even happened and imagine she had this deep gut intuitive feeling that she needed to be there but she felt like it was a spirit guide of hers that was there it was like a sign that she needed to see that she was on the right path and it also affirmed for her that you can create anything into your reality And I always say this, the universe is like an online store or Amazon that you're placing an order with. It's going to come as long as you're in the feeling and emotion of receival and you're not obsessing over it and trying to control it coming in. You have to just be like putting it out there. I want this. I feel that it's coming and I accept it and I'm ready for it when it arrives, but I don't care when it arrives and it will, it'll arrive exactly like that. Yeah. I love that. That just made me think of, this is not related at all, but a little bit because... (laughs) I totally believe in we have spirit guides and our ancestors on the other side Mm -hmm. can communicate with us if we're open to it, whether that's like through dreams or just signs to the universe. And I remember, again, not related at all, but it's a beautiful story. So I'm going to share it. (laughs) Um, But we were on the theme of being in unhealthy relationships and toxic relationships. I think it was two years ago now, but I was let's just say not in a safe situation and Mm -hmm. felt trapped. And I was like, oh my God, not again. I just felt like I didn't know what to do. Mm -hmm. And I was closing my eyes. And then I felt intuitively like my grandma was there and she was like, you're going to be okay. And then I was next to my phone and it lit up at 333. Mm -hmm. And I believe in angel numbers. And it was just like a weirdly timed thing. And I actually felt the weight of her hug me. Mm. And it's something that like I would never really know if it was her, but intuitively I felt her with me and I heard her saying like, you're going to be okay. You don't deserve this, blah, blah, blah. And then I saw three through three. So this is also like a sign. Yeah. And it was affirming that it was, that it was happening. It was there. And I deeply believe in that because my dad passed in 2020 and I've had very sparingly, but probably five or six dreams where he's come to see me and hug me and hang out. And I freaking know it's him or it's, I've been in a meditative state, but it's usually like a dream when I've just fallen asleep. 
and he's there and he gives me a hug and I get to hang out with him and it's so nice and you're really there and it's not like you're assuming they were there it's like a deep knowing I I know you were with me I, I can't even explain it it's like a knowledge or a download of something affirming that they were there we do have our ancestors with us and we can call on them at any point or your spirit guides and just ask for guidance you don't need to know who your spirit guide is it could just be some homie on the other side. I think a lot of times my spirit guides are my higher self who knows things. And my way of looking at it is she's nudging me and pushing me along the way and she's guiding me. And I'll just ask my higher self, give me a sign. Please tell me what I need to do next. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. And usually it'll be an angel number will come up or I'll get a message from someone on Instagram for a work project, or it'll just be something where I'm like, okay, that's the next step. That's it. And to say yeah. that, it also reminds me when you're thinking of manifesting or you're thinking of your dream life and what it looks like, you don't need to have it all tomorrow. You don't need to have your perfect dream life the next day because I bet you if it all came right now, you'd be upset because you'd be like, oh, it's kind of fun working towards it. Like, now what? Now what's next? Find some grace in the process and enjoy it. But I want to talk a little bit about more about manifesting and how it works. Nicole, what is your way, best way to manifest? What do you like to do? What do you feel connects you the most and makes it more possible? Let's do it. Yeah, I was just telling Abby last week that I wrote a list of things that I wanted to do probably five months ago and about half of it happened. And these are things that I genuinely were like, I don't think this is going to happen, but I wrote it and felt it like it was going to happen. And here we are. So... Mm. The method that I used, though, was journaling, but I go into a meditative state beforehand. So, like, I'll sit, and what works for me is normally I turn the lights off. I'm a very, like, experienced type of person. Like, I kind of mm. need it all happening to really fall Beyond, into beyond. It. Yeah. Um, so I turn the lights off. I get some candles going, and I'll either listen to a manifestation frequency or I'll listen to a meditation and just sit there in silence for five to ten minutes. And that allows me to really feel the emotion of already having what I'm writing down. Mm. And then I just write a list. Sometimes I write it out like in paragraph form of like, let's say I'm manifesting the love of my life, right? Where, what type of home are we in? How is he acting? How do I feel with him? Because I think manifestation, it's easy to be like, let's write out let's say a lover, what does he embody? What does he look like? Rather than how do I feel with him? Yeah. Focus on the feeling. That is everything. And why you focus on the feeling is because it puts you in a different frequency. <laughs> when you focus on the feeling, it's so important. I love that you're laughing right now. I'm grabbing my journal because I'm about to share with you guys. Wait, I'm stoked because I'm just, I have my journal right here and I'm just curious. I'm going to skip over some steps because I'm sure there's things in here that aren't the most appropriate for the public. But guys, I'm gonna read to you what I journaled about the beginning of this year. And I wrote this on the 1st of 2023. And I'm just curious to see what comes up because I I don't know, I haven't read this in a long time. So let's see. Let's go, yes. I love it. Yes. The year of abundance, enlightenment and pure passion. I get paid to exist. I do business in a wonderful way. I sell products for wonderful pay. I'm the founder of Blink. Can't say that brand because that's going to launch next year. Um, for the first time in my entire life, I trust myself. It's such an ecstatic feeling. I love spending time connecting with myself and with friends. This is the time I've been waiting for in my life where I could step back, breathe, and allow myself to meet myself. I trust myself and I will not be stepping into fear. I'm staying in my trust of self and higher consciousness. I will do what is in my best interest. 
no malintentions, pure love, pure honesty, pure, pure, pure. I will do all things with pure love. Nothing vindictive. Life is funny. It always works out exactly as it should. You have to follow your heart and soul. I'm doing what feels right and keeping my plans to myself. I share only what is necessary. I've noticed something about myself and it's that I doubt my ability to decide, which often leads to overstaying and forcing something that doesn't feel right. I find myself enjoying adventure, connection, passion, fun, and letting loose. Where that's going. <laughs> so basically, I'm just, I don't know, I'm on a rant about like this thing of fulfilling, but I know when I wrote this, I didn't trust myself yet. So I guess I was leaning into that, which is funny because it 100% happened. Um, it's interesting but, though that you said the one word that you would describe this year was found and in the beginning there you were like I really trust myself and know myself and found myself yeah and I but and I didn't when I wrote that right so like I was so lost but it's funny because I really did but I think a fun thing to do also is to just write because I'm going to do this I'm going to do this probably in the next like two weeks but before the new year write it as if it's the end of the year and all the things you're grateful for which I probably did as well which I need to go look for that too but um really write it as if it's past tense like it already happened and like step into that feeling of wow you're at the end of 2024 and you're looking back on the whole year and you're like wow this was an incredible year these are the things that happened and it will make you step into that feeling and make all of those things feel so much more attainable and bring them closer to you energetically so i think that's a fun thing to do too but i gotta read that a little bit more (laughs) yeah there's a bunch of meditations too that are free literally on YouTube or on insight timer that I'll do. And one that that just reminded me of is there's a meditation. I don't know what it's called. It's on insight timer. And it basically, you can do this without it being guided to, but it puts you into the situation of a celebration of Mm. something that you are being celebrated for. So like it's a party congratulating you. That's actually really cool. Yeah. For, and what is that? Like, what do you actually want to be congratulated for? Because honestly, me, it, in January, I'm like, I don't, I didn't even know I was going to do a podcast. I didn't even know you. Right. So it's like it's getting clear on like what you actually want, you know? Mm-hmm. That's so crazy. yeah, that's actually weird that we didn't know each other. It's really, really wild, but we are on an absolute rant today. And as we said, it was a catch up and a little rant for Nicole and I to talk about random shit we've got going on. Um, so I won't drag this out anymore for you guys because you're probably like, where is this going? Or maybe you enjoyed it and hopefully we can do one of these again and you guys will enjoy it and watch it and listen. Um, But guys, thank you for being with us. But before we let you go, Nicole's got a little bit of work for you to do because we always like to leave you with a little something. So Nicole, if you will give us the prompt or the exercise for our listeners today. Journal prompt time. So two questions this one will be. Part one, what feelings do I want to leave in 2023? And then part two, what do I want to call in in 2024? And just really, if you can, while doing this, feeling the feelings of what you want to call in in 2024. Mm. Love that. That's going to be good. What do you want to call in in 2024? Abundance. That's what I'm doing. (laughs) Abundance of some things. But guys, again, thank you so much for listening. We're so excited that you're here and that you're here for episode 13. I can't believe we're on episode 13. Um, Anyways, guys, it's been really fun. We will be back. Thanks for listening to this absolute freaking rant. Have the best day ever, and we'll see you at the club soon. Bye, guys. Bye.